0: Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the new Classical FM.
1: Playing this symphony is a bucket list on every trombone player's list. It's really special.
0: That's TSO principal trombone Gordon Wolfe talking about one of classical music's most epic trombone solos. You'll hear more from him later in the show. But first, the 2016-17 season opened last week with a performance by world-renowned soprano Renee Fleming. After the concert, she sat down for a Q&A with music director Peter Unjan. Take a listen.
2: Renee, it's, it's, it's uh, wonderful always to have you in Toronto, and it's been, as I said to everyone earlier, it's been a very special experience for me because that film we all made together uh, yes, 12 yes. years ago. It was um, great fun. Let me just ask you a general question, which everyone's curious about. I think you've been right at the top of this world in opera and in recital for you know 25 to 30 years whatever it is now what do you find has changed the most in that period of time
3: oh so much uh you know certainly in opera it's definitely that the uh, visual and the theatrical values have have really taken uh, uh, precedence and and uh, you know certainly for theatrical values i think it's a great thing i want to believe the characters that i'm seeing and i want to I want to be really invested in in the story. However, not at the expense of great singing or great music making, because otherwise I'd go to the theater, because I love theater too. Mm -hmm. So that's a big difference. I would say the HD broadcasts have really changed. And and since the start of my career, supertitles came in. At the very beginning of my career, I'll never forget singing Mozart, and suddenly we had to wait because people were laughing and <laughs> that was a shock right you know so a lot has changed uh, and naturally that everything is now on youtube that you can't go anywhere and try something out it's going to be the next day there In certain territories of the world when i sing every everyone holds up a, an ipad so it's a it's a white squares all the way around so where, where would that technology be technology has changed yes, yeah south enjoy. america asia oh,
2: interesting um, <clears throat> well th- Let's talk a little bit about that, because I always love to see what's in other friends' and colleagues' minds. So what do you think is the most significant thing that that any of us, and you in particular, can do looking forward in the next five to ten years to, to effect some kind of change in that regard?
3: Well, I, be, I believe so strongly in the power of the arts um, and, and to in terms of childhood development, in terms of healing and in every possible way, and the more that we can spread the word in, in our communities, and, and people are doing it, orchestras are doing it, you know, all of the arts institutions are doing it. Um, I wrote a letter to President Obama a couple of weeks ago and I said, please don't leave us out because the not for profit world is the is the sector that is working in communities you know hospitals prisons schools and and really trying to share this great art and without it you know it, it's it's the thing that really marks us as human beings, and and especially now with the the in our country the the lack of civility right now it, it's it's even more important.
2: You, you are doing a tremendous amount of work in in other ways other than just simply performing. Is, is that connected with the reason that you decided I think recently to stop doing? really sort of mainstream opera work, or, I mean, a significant number of opera roles. Tell, tell us a little bit about that decision.
3: So opera is kind of like the Olympics. And uh, you know, at a certain point, I, it was Leontine Price coached me on this. She told me why and when she stopped with opera. And it made sense to me. And so it, the idea in, you know, is that you uh, eventually uh, have done, I've done everything I wanted to do. I've sung 54 roles. And, uh, and I don't want to keep singing the three that I still like and feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was a good time. You know, I'm not a repeater. Yeah. Uh, and I would do new music, so I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't, I, that's why I'm not going to say this is the last opera, because I don't think it will be. Uh, but I'm c- continuing to, I'm mostly concertized. I mostly do what I am doing tonight, and I love it. It's my favorite thing. Can you tell? (laughs) (laughs) I have a blast,
0: yeah. You just heard TSO music director Peter Ungeon in conversation with the magnificent Renee Fleming. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us. The TSO performs Mahler's Symphony No. 3 this week. Principal trombone Gordon Wolf tells us that this symphony has one of the biggest trombone solos in classical music. My co-host, TSO Principal Bass, Jeff Beecher, went backstage to find out more. Take a listen.
1: There is a story that goes with the solo in the third symphony. You know, Mahler used to conduct an opera orchestra and they played valve trombones in the opera orchestras and he really didn't like that. He despised the valve trombone sound, didn't like it at all, was trying to get his trombone section to switch and they refused. So he hired a new principal trombone player who played slide and just despite his section, wrote this solo. There are moments in the soft solos where he writes molto portamento, which you could only do on a slide trombone, it's kind of fitting that he stuck it to his trombone section that wouldn't listen to him. We have a few solos in the repertoire, but um, usually they go—you know—they're big to us because they're solos and they don't come come along very often. But usually they're—you know. 10 seconds and you're done and this one is a chance to to not only have an extended solo or in this case three solos but to actually have something really really important to say in a solo that is so well written so uh playing this symphony is a bucket list on every trombone player's list it's really special the uh, title of this movement is uh, pan awakens summer marches in so I do definitely think of myself as Pan, and uh, so I quite literally think of myself as the voice of God. He's the God of nature. So when, when the, the solo starts, the very first solo of the three starts, you hear these two very strong, very powerful long notes. They're A below middle C. And um, I feel like they're just calling nature forward For me, the challenge is to play it in a way that is powerful and strong, but like an omnipotent being, never yelling, right. never never feeling that I, I have to overpower because I'm already powerful. And it's very lyrical, right? It's very lyrical, recitative, vocal writing. It really, really is. There's uh, a lot of times you're very alone. Uh, the second solo is, is quite intimate, very soft, um, and uh, you, you end up um, just by yourself playing you know, these beautiful lyrical lines, it's very dark. And um, when you get into that second solo, there's there's this sense of um, knowing that the end of summer will come, that death will come, and that, that there's a frustration there. Even though he's the god of nature, there's this sense that he can't control that. And so at the end of this beautiful lyrical second solo, there's this sudden moment of frustration, that that ends it.
0: So there's also a personal highlight that's associated with Mahler three for you, too, in in your your story of uh, meeting your wife. Is that true? That
1: is true. My wife uh, used to sing with the Mendelssohn Choir, and uh, we performed this piece in the TSO in 2008, my first time getting a chance to play the solo. And uh, we had met a couple of years before. And after the first evening's performance, I proposed to her and asked her to marry me. So that was there wasn't enough stress with the solo. So I felt, figured I'd, I should go ahead and you know, add some more stress to it. But she said, yes, it worked out. This has even more of a special meaning to me, for sure. Perfect. Well, we'll all be celebrating with you. Thank you so much, Cord. Absolutely. My pleasure.
0: That was TSO Principal Trombone, Gordon Wolfe. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8pm on the New Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO podcast.